You know, what's interesting, Trang, is you're equating what you did to something tangible that happened in that moment. But what you did was you offered a compassionate, patient, safe space for her to keep showing up every week with you, offering her the same perspectives, the same loving mirror that she needed until she was ready. Right. And you didn't dictate the path that that was going to be for you. You didn't dictate how quickly that needed to happen. You were just the space for that to happen within. Mm -hmm. That is more than most coaches can ever say that they've done for their clients. Hey, this is Laura and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. You are in a season right now where your conversations are naturally going down very difficult paths with clients, which is for the record, what you desire. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to live in that for just a minute. Um, it's so interesting. Okay. Let me tease this apart with you. It's so interesting to read your question because I can see you being offered exactly what you wanted and it's feeling like messy and uncertain and should I be, and am I qualified to right? And so you found your next edge in that. And now watch your mind go, I should be a professional. Like I should get my therapy uh, degree. I should go back to school. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. And so I love that you asked me, you know, how do I navigate that line between therapy and coaching? Mm -hmm. um, does anybody else relate to this? I think everyone does. Mm -hmm. This is a tricky line. This is a tricky line. And uh, I hope that my answer does your question justice. I'm just going to talk through kind of my process around this and how this evolution has happened for me. And then let's invite in some conversation for what's landing for you. Okay. So First, before I offer advice on this, I really want you to just be so grateful for the depth of conversation that's happening because I really, really see you very slowly stepping more in this direction and less on the food side, less on the physical change side. Like I see your evolution being very similar to how mine was in that I would still kind of hold on to the nutrition conversation, the, the food conversation, because that was where my training was in. So on some level, I still felt safe there. Like I'm, I have credentials there, but my heart was like fully over here. And I just, I let that trail along for a long time because of this exact question. If I let that go, then what am I? If I let that go fully, then who am I? What is this work that I'm even doing? I'm not a therapist. What am I even doing with people? Right. So with time, I imagine your conversations around physical composition and food are just going to naturally fizzle out as you become, as you enter into a space where you feel safer inside of these deeper conversations and you are able to establish yourself more in a more grounded way around what is your role and what are you trying to coach them through and how are you guiding them? And is that okay? Okay. Um, when it comes to therapy versus coaching first, both are just labels and yes, there is of course a skillful line drawn in the sand around what we're qualified to help people with and what we're not qualified to help people with. 
the way I navigate it in these rooms, in all of my other rooms is, am I holding space for them to express? And is the advice I'm giving them my perspective? And is that clear? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm very careful not to, not to diagnose, not to assume, not to say anything, any, any advice in a pointed black and white sort of context. It's always, always, and I'm sure you've seen me do this. It's always through the lens of, from my perspective, in my experience, this is what's coming up for me. How does that feel for you? Mm-hmm. So it's less so me driving the conversation and it's more so holding space for the conversation to exist in mm-hmm. and offering them mirrors to explore where they're actually at, what is actually true, where they want to move and at what pace feels good for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think when lines get blurry is when you're working with, um, like, what's this client you're, you're doing a consult with a personality? What was it again? Identity. Uh, dissociative identity disorder. Right. So, so yeah, the clients that are coming to me have yeah. mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly anxiety and depression. Okay. Yeah. And this new one was like DID. I was like, oh my God, that's like nothing. I've not worked with someone with that diagnosis before. Right. I think in these situations, be honest. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I've never worked with this before. I am not clinically trained to help you with this specifically. Mm-hmm. What does our relationship look like? What is it you're wanting guidance through? Because just because they have a mental health condition doesn't mean you can't work with them, right? It's they're still a person. Right. And it's not our job to fix everything in their life that feels hard. Mm-hmm. I think like the example that you gave in your question around, I held this space for my client and I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just holding space and reflecting back to her. And she said it was the most amazing session. And I've never thought about things like that before. And you got off the call and sort of judged like, okay, well, I didn't really do anything. Right. Right. Say much. I really didn't say much. I just repeated the same things we've been talking about for the past six months. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason that day, because of whatever she was going through, she heard it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it spoke to her. And she even said, she's like, you've been telling me, I know you've been telling me the same stuff for like months and months, but I'm just hearing it now. And so then I was like, I don't do anything. And so it just, well, yeah, I don't know. You know, what's interesting, Trang, is you're equating what you did to something tangible that happened in that moment. But what you did was you offered a compassionate, patient, safe space for her to keep showing up every week with you, offering her the same perspectives, the same loving mirror that she needed until she was ready. Right. And you didn't dictate the path that that was going to be for you. You didn't dictate how quickly that needed to happen. You were just the space for that to happen within. Mm -hmm. 
that is more than most coaches can ever say that they've done for their clients, right? So watch your mind go, I didn't do anything when really you've been doing it this whole time. And it just happened like on that call, something clicked and you didn't have to do anything extra to make it click. She was just ready because you created the space for her to be ready when she, to get there when she was ready. Right. True. And that's why it felt like therapy because I've been in therapy and that's kind of what it's like. (laughs) I was like, okay, am I, am I practicing within my scope, within my boundaries? should I go to school and become a therapist? Cause I'm good at this and I like it. And so then my mind started creating all these, um, thoughts. Right. Of course, naturally I've had those thoughts too. I've also researched going back to school for therapy. Cause I feel like what I do with all of you a lot of the time is that, you know, um, there's a fine line. There's a fine line. There is a fine line. I think that you have to trust yourself to walk the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to, you'll know Trang, if you're tiptoeing into an area where you feel unqualified, Mm -hmm. you'll know, you'll know, like, who are we to say, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll feel it. You will feel it. You're incredibly intuitive. You're very connected to yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to trust that. And I I told myself, um, if I'm still feeling this pull by the end of 2023, Mm -hmm. then I can act on it. But at this moment, I'm not going to act on it. I'm just going to sit with the feeling. I would, I would, because yeah, you, you've opened yourself up in the last couple of weeks to receive these conversations. And now it's your job to trust yourself in them. That's the edge, yeah. right? And that's where I'm at. And again, it's super uncomfortable. Yeah. When I'm sitting there in session, I can feel myself being activated and I'm just breathing through it and um, just being present, just being present with the client and holding space. And, and that's not not doing anything. That's doing a lot. That's doing a lot, so much more than, than what they ever expected to get from you. And I think when in doubt, verbalize. Okay. So if you're not sure if you're qualified or if they feel safe with you to have these conversations, or if you're ready to hold that kind of space for someone, verbalize what's coming up for you. Like, I'm feeling nervous about this conversation. I'm not unwilling to have it, but I'm nervous about it because I've never spoken with someone before who's struggling with X. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great reminder for this consultation that I'm coming up with this individual who has DID, which Mm -hmm. I've not worked with before. So yeah, thank you. Just, Just be honest. Be honest. And then from that place, you can feel good. Like if they've said, I understand you're not a therapist. I understand this isn't therapy. That's not what I desire from you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. We can move forward. Right. Well, because the clients are still coming because they gained 30 pounds. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why they're seeking nutrition help, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the, the first thing that brings the client in some sort of desire for a physical change, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, so again, and, and moving through this, like the, the, the food conversation can't, I've, I've found that it can't totally be removed. Right. Still does need to be layered on there because if they're desiring a physical change, then things do need to change in their mm-hmm. habits mm-hmm. and behaviors around food. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Just uh, continuing to, to learn and to grow and to like be in that edge. So yeah, be in that edge and then find, and then we'll find the next one. And I think that actively reminding yourself, this is what I asked for. Right. Like this is what I asked for, but <laughs> it feels so mm-hmm. uncomfortable and it feels uncomfortable and it feels uncomfortable. And then I think every day I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why am I like waking up every day feeling that vibration of discomfort and, you know, not completely just ease at ease, right? Mm. There's this like edge every day. And I'm like, is that what excitement and feeling alive is? Or do I live with that feeling like forever? And Mm. and sometimes I'm just like, I just want to have a day where I'm just like not feeling that like that stimulation, that, mm. that vibration in me, like, what would it feel like just to like, and then I'm like, well, is that complacency? Is that just like, give not giving in, but like, just being like, I just, I just don't want to do this hard stuff anymore. You know what I mean? I do. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. It's so like, I'm just, it's so funny you're saying that because three weeks ago, our conversation was I'm bored. <laughs> right. I'm bored. This the is the mind is so mm-hmm. tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets bored. Then it wants stimulation. It gets mm-hmm. stimulation. Then it's like, this is too much. <laughs> it's natural for the mind to go. This is too much. When am I going to just be done? When am I going to be comfortable? Right. <laughs> That's the normal pathway of the mind when we're, when we're growing, right? Because that discomfort comes up, but when you weren't growing, you were, you were not happy. Your right. mind was like, okay, what's next? Yeah. So notice how the mind is never happy, right? The it's mind is never happy. Grasping for different or more yeah. or not want the mind is not wanting to be where it actually is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly so then what do we need to do let's drop in and ask ourselves is this what I asked for yeah is this my next edge yeah yeah if it is where like where are you taking me heart where are we going soul where's life guiding me Okay. I like there's certain people in the world who are totally fine just existing and 
going through the motions and day by day, just having the same life experience. I would argue that no one's actually fine with that. I think that they're just conditioned to be fine with that. That's a different conversation. You are meant to change the world in some way. Yeah. I am not one of those people. You are and not one of those. I've known people. that forever, <laughs> forever. Right. right. So with that comes the constant ebb and flow of growth. Right. And with that comes the constant feeling of discomfort followed by valleys of ease, followed by peaks of discomfort. Yeah. And that gets to be your forever journey. So when your mind is going, will I ever just be in a place where things are easy? Yeah. And then that's the sign that it's time to grow again. Right. 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 I think like, let's maybe look at how we're identifying with this discomfort and look at it in a different way. I think we get to change our relationship to this discomfort instead of I'm just feeling activated in my body all the time and I don't like it and I want it to stop. No, like I'm feeling activated in my body because new ideas are being born within me and I'm being asked to show up in a different way. And that means that I get to change the world in a bigger way. And I'm able to hold more space on the other side of that. And I can't wait to to see who I'm becoming. It's like your bot, you're recalibrating emotionally, energetically. Yeah. And my personal growth has, has been so fast these Mm -hmm. past two, three years that I'm, I'm surprised that I'm hitting my edges so quickly. Once I hit an edge, I'll stay there for a while and then go to another edge. And, and that's the beauty of, of doing this work. That's the beauty of, of being coaches. Right. It really is. It really is. And I think what I've seen in you is what's, what's accelerated is when you decide I'm moving in this direction, you're given the opportunity almost instantly. Now, like just last week, we had this conversation and this week you found yourself in multiple scenarios where this is being challenged in you, or you're being asked to rise into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, mm-hmm. that when you ask for something, the opportunity presents itself and you're challenged in it. Challenged in it. You're asked to rise to it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah so sitting with that. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for helping me work that through. Of course. Always. <laughs> Always. You're in such a beautiful season. I love guiding you through this. Um, Will you please message me after you connect with this client? I'll be curious to hear how that conversation feels for you. Also yeah. how it goes. Like, sure. Like that's great. But how did you feel inside of that? How did you show up in that differently? Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. You're so welcome. Hi again, before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew about the secret garden. This is my private membership where I give you unlimited access to all my best stuff, like my entire trigger mapping curriculum, all my workshops, monthly immersive live events, weekly live calls, and different layers of support, each designed for you to access at the depth that you desire. 
I designed it to stretch you to new edges as a coach and a leader, to unravel your conditioning and wake you up to your truth so you can stand in your gift and lead your people from that place. I've linked it up in the show notes for you to explore more when it feels good for you. Okay, I'll see you back here soon. Love ya.